0: Lift your foot, my tall friend, and that
1: mine'll turn you into red paint. Uh, welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as '90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan,
0: and I'm Greg. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so this is our <laughs> this is our first episode post spooky season spectacular.
1: Yeah, and apologies to the Van Dam heads out there. We know we know this is like three episodes late. Uh, but Halloween, it's Halloween, man. What do you want me to do? Yeah, what do you, what do you want us to do?
0: It's um, it's a good point. I was getting like in the zone with the scary movies. I was happy to keep going with them, even.
1: I felt the same way the last two weeks doing um, Friday the 13th and then Halloween, these big franchises, I was really enjoying exploring the franchise mm. legacy in the space and, and dipping in and out of different movies in the franchise and getting a sense of how it evolved. And and then it came to this movie this week and don't get me wrong, we'll get into this movie and, you know, we're JCVD fans. We're, we are. Uh, we love a bit of uh, Van Damage. But I wasn't quite as pumped. I was like there was it was a, a, a shifting gears that mm. felt almost premature. Yes, I was like just getting in there. I guess maybe because also Halloween hasn't happened yet when we're recording this, so maybe we're getting a bit festive for the season.
0: Maybe maybe the the pumpkin the pumpkin amida pump pump, yeah. pump
1: con pump pump pump
0: conometrics pump is yeah. sort of dialed up.
1: It's true, it's true. We're it's heading towards point. 11. This one goes to 11. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was go to 10. The, um, they sure do. So I was looking forward to this movie though, so we're good. You know, yeah, double team. Yeah. You've got Van Damme. Yeah. And Dennis Rodman.
1: I mean, the, 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 the world was waiting for this movie and, you know, of course, <laughs> the listeners were waiting for us to cover this movie and it got delayed. It's just, uh, we're sorry.
0: We are sorry. We're very sorry.
1: But we're here now. We are. So we've been on a bit of a journey with Van Damme, and it's interesting to note that we've done how many Van Damme movies have we done? Like one, two, three, four. Wait, one, two. So we've done fourteen Van Damme. This will be our fourteenth Van Damme movie. In in the the first one was in 1988. So this is in the space of less than ten years because we're only up to 1997. He's a machine. He's a machine. High output. Really? So.
0: Nineteen ninety-seven. This came out. You say, mm, correct. We're sort of, you know, we're, we're we're getting towards late night. We're kind of heading. Is, is ninety-seven late nineties?
1: Uh no, because I'm thirty-seven. Yeah, so you're early 30s. late thirties. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's early late nineties. Yeah, mid nineties. Figure for a lot of things. I'm in like year ten. Yeah, probably probably got a lot of pimples. Probably scared like of girls. Oh yeah. Do you know what, I don't know why I'm telling you that, because I'm going down a path that isn't related to the point I'm going to make, but... Interesting, little plot twist. Yeah, a, a, a plot U-turn. Mm. I was starting to enjoy boxing around this time. There was a big fight this year, Tristan, one that you would be Ooh. familiar with. Oh. Transcended the sporting world into popular culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evander Holyfield v. Mike Tyson 2.
1: Oh, Yeah. He yes. was hungry. He was say. hungry.
0: The bite fight. So this was, so do you know much about this fight? Do you know the background or anything like that?
1: No, just the bite really. Yeah,
0: it was the second time they fought. They fought like seven months earlier, which is pretty quick for a um, for a yeah. rematch because Holyfield won the first one and he was quite the underdog in that. So they teed up uh, the rematch, very big fight. Holyfield's on top early. Um, He's probably won the first three rounds. Then there's a bit of agi-bargi and uh, Holyfield headbutted Tyson when he was sort of slipping a punch. And um, Tyson was getting frustrated. He he claimed that he was using his head in the first fight, so there was a lot of that going on. Came out in round three right. without his mouth guard in and then got sent back and said, put your mouth guard in.
1: Oh. And then
0: he came out, um, got sent back, came out with the mouth guard and then... Just
1: premeditated.
0: Yeah, just chomped on down.
1: <laughs> what happened here? He got bit, I think. Evander Holyfield, look out, he's pushed right here. Above us, a dirty by Tyson.
0: So the fight didn't stop immediately there. They sort of, you know, got put, put to his corner. They, I think they maybe deducted a point or two. And they went get they went again.
1: Yeah.
0: And sure enough, he got in there and they got in the clinch again and bam, the other ear had a nibble. I'll
1: tell you what, this is unbelievable. The other I fuck I didn't even realise that. Yeah, you got him on both ears. I was too young. This kind of just passed me by. I mean obviously in pop culture, I know what happens yeah. but I guess the, the gravity of it and the just the reality of it because yeah. I never really, never really sat and thought about it. That's fucked up, man. Isn't
0: it? I was watching it. I don't remember where I was, but I was certainly watching yeah. it because I remember like just the way they were nuzzling and then he was like jumping around. Like he was literally like a cartoon, an angry cartoon, Holyfield was, jumping. Yeah. And he bit me. So after the second bite, they, um, you know, it, that's when they put him in the corner and then I think that sort of got called off there and it all – Erupted in the. There's actually an awesome photo. You've probably seen it. Like a classic sport moment captured, a little less um glorious than Ali standing over. He's mm. he's dropped that guy. It's um, but it's Tyson sort of like this and three because they brought in sheriffs or like proper policemen to kind of protect because it was kicking uh-huh. off and he was wild. And there's like the three coppers like standing there trying to stand off. Uh, uh enraged tyson it's a classic right. photo um anyway wild that's um that's kind of that was a big event that was ninety seven
1: did they have t- did they ever like team up afterwards to fight Mickey rourke
0: um it's been in discussion Holyfield forgave yeah. him pretty quickly yeah and uh I, don't, I think they nearly fought recently no did they fight who did no he didn't fight Holyfield God brain dead. Holyfield fought recently against um Vito Belfort who's a, a a UFC guy and that was a bit hard to watch um because Holyfield's like nearly 60 he's he's okay last this week a few days ago happy birthday he turned 59 jeez and he fought a uh, uh, Vito Belfort who's uh, not a boxer but a pretty like a ferocious fighter and a fair bit younger it's like he'd be 45 46.
1: he's not a boxer. What's with all
0: these? Oh, he's a he's a fighter. He's a UFC fighter. He's not he's like a. a fighter. He's no Jake Paul.
1: But why don't boxers fight boxers anymore?
0: Well, that whole thing's it's all money, mate. So yeah, there's these. It's the celebrity boxing thing is like, it's the trend. Yeah, and people pay for it. Unfortunately, I I don't. But
1: I know this is the thing. It's like it's just gonna keep happening, right? And I guess maybe silver lining is maybe it's bringing more. People to the sport that otherwise weren't interested, but. It's a fucking circus,
0: yeah. man. They, um, yeah. you know, that Triller company, which is a ga- gaming app. Is it like Twitch?
1: Never heard of it.
0: It must be big in the States. Okay, I thought you'd know. But I, I'm pretty sure their their origin's not in boxing promotion and they've been doing all these celebrity boxing things, trying to cross promote. And then they recently tried oh, to right. promote um, an actual world title that are, that an Aussie's fighting in um, George Combosus versus Teofimo Lopez, big lightweight fight. And they cooked it. They, you know, there's obviously the lot goes into these sort of promote these events a lot and a lot of money and organisation. Um, and they couldn't get it right. The fight got moved for COVID hmm. and whatever else. So. They, they basically bowed out and the fight nearly fell over and it's like these guys trying to get into the into the game but they're probably not up to it. Yeah. Stick to Jake Paul perhaps.
1: Oh, I just want to see him get knocked out. Well, that's the other thing. He's a oh, fucking bastard because I do want to see him get knocked out now yeah. but I guess that's part of the strategy. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's always bastard. got to be a bad guy.
1: So I got knocked on a yeah. bad guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh No. Ah, anyway. Hey, big year. Big year for boxing. Um, but, you know, it was a pretty big year for movies. Yeah. You know? You know? Mm. There was a few in there. It was, it was a titanic year for movies. Mm, you might say. Yeah. It was, there was Bonds in there. I think we've done this recently. Oh, yeah, because we did Spawn. Spawn came out that year. Spawn-y. I know what you did last summer came out that year, which we've also covered. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, I couldn't find... Exactly where this movie fell because it didn't appear to show up in the official uh, top two hundred or whatever. Mm. But it, it should be in there. I've looked at the numbers. It should be in there. So according to my calculations, there was one little film that came in at approximately plus minus number fifty four in nineteen ninety seven. A little film called Double Team.
0: Le double le team.
1: Yeah, I know you said double impact.
0: <laughs> yeah, I searched double impact about 20 times when I was
1: doing <laughs> my research.
0: Silly. Silly. A oh, silly sausage. A no, silly little
1: sausage. Uh, it came out in April of 1997, a budget of $30 million. Gross box office of $48.1 million. Not too bad. Not bad. It's still a it's still profit, maybe. I don't know, once you add marketing into that mix. Mm. R- run Tomatoes scores. Uh are on the lower end, let's be frank. Critic score of 11%, audience score of 25%. No critic consensus. To be fair, there aren't a lot of official Rotten Tomatoes critic reviews. So that 11% is really just one of nine giving it a, <laughs> a thumbs up. But I thought I might just sub in a little Ebert quote to give some sort of sentiment of the period. Ebert? Yeah, Ebert said, Van Damme was better in such earlier films as Time Cop and Sudden Death mm. because he had more to do. Ah. Here he's at the mercy of the jam-packed plot. Mm. Fair, fair. It's jam-packed. We'll, we'll unpack the jam-packed later mm. on. But before we do, back in the 90s, 15-year-old Greg, mm. were you a big fan of this film?
0: Man, I like. I don't really remember. I, yeah. I would have seen it. I couldn't tell you when. You know, I loved basketball and I was obviously a – I think my – My JC love was probably versus earlier years. Probably on not on, you know, it was, there was a a lulling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm in a similar place. I I saw it, Mm. although it turns out I don't remember a lot Mm. of it, but I'm sure I saw it. We're entering an interesting phase in the JCVD journey because, yeah, we're getting a bit older. His movies are. You know, they're, they're, you know, maybe not the best choices. He's been in Hollywood a while now. He's been in Hollywood a while now. And yeah, I think um, we're getting to a point where I feel like the next few movies might not have been big ones for me growing up. But it makes it more interesting, or at least more exciting, to watch a Jean Claude Van Damme movie I've never watched before. Mm. Because I think the next next couple are going to be that. It's like, you know, if the Beatles just suddenly released five new songs that I'd never heard before. It's very astute on your part. Thank you. I mean we're talking about It's very astute on your part. He, he's the is the Beatles of um Jean Claude Van Damme mm. movies. <laughs> he sure is. He sure is. <laughs> I
0: would have gone with traveling sense. Wilburys, but you know,
1: that's cool. <laughs> this is the traveling Wilburys because you got the, oh, the yeah. yeah, this what do they call it? The um what do they call those bands? The super bands? No, what do they call them? Do they?
0: I think they're called super bands, to the best of my knowledge.
1: You got Mickey Rock? You You do got Mickey Dennis Rodman. You got JCVD, only one picture. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Old smooth skin Mickey. (laughs) Old Michael Myers Mickey. Um, Shall I get into the origin story? Please.
0: Origin Story.
1: So we've touched on a little bit already this this journey that Jean-Claude Van Damme, where he is in this journey, but just to recap, you know, he arrives hot in the scene. In '88, well, maybe a couple of years earlier, with no retreat, no surrender. But really, the injection of some hot JCVD magic into popular culture mm. really starts with Bloodsport, and that's '88. This is this is nine years later. This is eight years after Kickboxer. This is six years after Double Impact. Five years after Universal Soldier, he, he's 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 reached the heights of of Time Cop. Mm-hmm. I think that was his peak box office at 106 mm-hmm. million. Um, he's reached the lows of Street Fighter. Box office wise, very big, but I think as a star, it was probably the the first maybe. I think it was a, a, a maybe a, a a leading man test that he failed, mm. perhaps perhaps. Um, but it was, there's still gems there. We have got things like sudden death and and. The quest has some value. Like there's things we like about those. Yeah. But but if you look, if you're taking the macro view, if you look at a box office, look at the dollars,
0: follow the money.
1: Yeah, we we've passed the initial peak. Now I think we talked last time about how I think I looked at the Rotten Tomato scores of all Jean Claude Van Damme movies, and interestingly, a lot of the later ones are actually at the top. So I'm not here saying. Mm. We've we've we're talking about Van Damme after his peak because there's an argument to be made that his peak is yet to come. Oh yeah. Potentially, but there's definitely we're definitely in a decline when it comes to box office. Mm. Um, maybe at a peak in terms of his celebrity, he's more of a household name now. Almost like, I mean, it's Jean Claude Van Damme. Mm. You know, he's in the mix. He's, he's, he's certified. Lap he's pack popping at this up point. on Friends. He's popping up on Friends exactly, and it, it's it's at this stage in in the the culture of celebrity and. Excess and just mashing up things together, like basketball players and movies, that, that we end up with this picture. Mm-hmm. Now, parallel to all of that that I mentioned, you got uh, Chewy Hawk. Mm. What do we know about this guy? Well, we, we've talked about him before. Interestingly enough, when are
0: we talking and about I, apologies
1: if, I, if I, I may not be pronouncing that correctly, by the way. But I, I did look it up, and I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only funny when I mispronounce English names. Um, <laughs> yeah. now we, we're Otherwise it's <laughs> racist <laughs> Otherwise it's horribly racist um, Chewy Hark we talked about before um, If you recall we talked about John Woo When we talked about Hard Target, Of course Because that was directed by John Woo first. John Woo's first American film Correct And when we did a bit of a deep dive into John Woo We talked about some of his history And his big breakthrough movie if you remember, John Woo's big breakthrough movie in, in Hong Kong was A Better Tomorrow. That film was produced by Chewie Huck. So they're, they're of the same ilk. Mm-hmm. They came up together. He went on, he, he directs as well. He, he's a super successful Hong Kong guy and, and and like those that came before him, John Woo, Ringo Lam, Roland Emmerich, he makes his first American film with none other than Jean-Claude Van Damme. Why wouldn't you? Ga- Look at those he's other names. He's your gateway star. Yeah. Because of the kicks. It's legit, man, because it's really interesting to see that so many of these, these like, pretty big-time directors had their first American film with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I don't know if that's, like, an intentional thing on his part, but there's enough data points here to maybe speculate a little bit. Two
0: would have been yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah. How I many? Yeah. Three of them are from Hong Kong. Mm. That's something. And and two of them he'd make another couple of movies with. He makes two more with Ringo Lamb, he makes one more at least with Chewy. So there's some significance there. Mm. So maybe we owe Van Damme a little credit for taking a chance on new talent. Mm. He's a man of the world. We need new talent. I'm sick of the same old fucking talent. There's a new did you see that Instagram post I made today? There's a new movie trailer with The Rock and um and um Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. And they're, they're starring as essentially The Rock and Ryan Reynolds in, in another movie that might as well just be called The Rock and Ryan Reynolds Is it actually, run around and do
0: things. I thought it was a parody. Is, it, is that,
1: It's happening, is it? No, oh, it's happening. Exactly. It looks like it should be. And I watched the trailer and to be fair I was, I don't know, maybe I was in a shitty mood. I was ready to shit on it. And then I was like this doesn't look bad but it feels like it would just be infinitely more interesting if they found two other people because I did like I don't need to see these guys doing the same thing again. Yeah, and like diversity, please. Like, yeah, just just different,
0: different people, literally.
1: Yeah, yeah, different people, different people. Even something like the nice guys, right? I, I started thinking of that as a comparison because it seems like a buddy, a buddy cop mm. kind of situation. Not cops, literally, but you know that kind of situation. They're different, but they got to work together. Mm. And um, something like the nice guys, while they're still famous people, Russell Crowe mm. and, and and Ryan Gosling. Imagine if that if the nice guys was made with the Rock and Ryan Reynolds. It just suddenly is like ugh. Who directed that one? That's a friend of the show. What's his name? Jane Black. Yeah, yeah, Shane Black. I heard Jane. <laughs> Jane Black. <laughs> uh yeah, exactly. And you know, we talk all the time about pre casties, recasties, casties, and everything in between. Hmm. And I I always say it, it sounds obvious, but it fucking makes a difference casting, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Jesus Christ. Especially when you're getting these actors that to be, and I like these guys, don't get me wrong, but they play the same thing. Yeah, you can't direct them
0: in some ways because they're they're, they're bringing a certain thing. And you're like, well, this is.
1: Even The Rock rapping, he's still just The Rock kind of just talking it. He's
0: just sped up his motivational videos. (laughs) Exactly. Drink the creatine, pump the (laughs) iron, drink tequila, devour
1: my tequila. You know, if you watch the full music video of that, it, it is a verse about his tequila in the end because he has his bottle and he drinks it and it's like, buy a Terra That's anyway, just water
0: in there, isn't it? He's not sculling a whole bottle of tequila. Certainly not. <laughs> he wouldn't shock his body like that.
1: Or it may be some Zao energy drink in there. I don't know. We'll never know. Anyway, my point is celebrities <laughs> don't need more, uh, more of fucking empires. We need to distribute this fame and wealth and presence on screen and you know what? Maybe the JCVD thought that. Probably not, but maybe he did. And he opens his he, huge open welcome arms mm-hmm. to, to directors from overseas to make their first Hollywood pictures. And I respect that. Damn it, I respect it.
0: Can I just round out one point as well? Um, yeah. And also, stop making booze, everyone. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Etc.
1: I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And it legit bothers me because if someone who is legit passionate about this shit tries to make a tequila, they now have to go up against the built-in audience of someone like The Rock. And it's just such an uphill battle, man. Like how are you supposed to make any kind of dent in the industry when you got people that – I do not even tried his tequila. Maybe it's good, maybe it's not. But people aren't buying it because it's good. They're buying it because it's The Rock. I accidentally bought George
0: Clooney's tequila. I didn't know it was his, even though his signature's on the bottle. It's very discreet.
1: For, well, see, I respect that at least. He's not essentially just making a tons of branded content for it. You know? Yeah.
0: The, the, the rock should have his head as a little plum, you know, like a little stopper at the top.
1: Like, boom! Like Crystal Skull, yeah. Crystal Skull, but it's his but skull it's, and it's made of rock. Yeah. And it's made of rock. Rock Skull, Vodka, by. It's so a work story by, products by. There you go. Wow. Have we made, I think we've made a good point there. Are we just rambling now? I think it's a good point. It's all we do. It needs to be said. I feel like we've touched on it before, but it does bother me. It's not fair, man. Mm-hmm. On every level, if you're an entrepreneur trying to make an alcohol brand or if you're an actor where there's just not enough roles for anyone, create a little space, guys. Stop eating create all a little the pie. Space. Yeah, stop eating all the pie and then like eating other dishes as well. Eating the pie is one thing. But now you're over there, over there eating the lasagna. Mm. Back the fuck it's off! lasagna pie. Anyway, Greg and I are working on a uh, gin that will be coming <laughs> out later this year.
0: <laughs> Double impact because it's twice the alcohol content.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like Jolt Cola mm. of gin. Mm. Um, it's illegal in in six states. How many states do we have? Six. Oh, I got a couple six, of territories. Seven. I know that much. Yeah, the territories always throw me. We. Oui. Um, Bish bash bosh! He got himself a movie. <laughs> no, there's we are a couple. Of, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things. Um, Chewy Hark is in there. Good on him. But wouldn't you know it? He doesn't have a lot of creative control. A story we've heard before from from uh, John Woo with um, our target. It seems like they bring these guys over because they're awesome, but then don't let them be awesome, um, which is it's pretty shitty. And this movie in particular. I guess even maybe even before Chewie got his hands on it, I, couldn't, I don't know the chronology of this exactly. But the original script was very different to, to what we ended up with. It was originally called The Colony. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, and it was more based in The Colony. The Colony. Yeah, and apparently it all changed once Rodman got involved. Um, they kind of rewrote a lot of it. Uh, I assume a lot of the dialogue especially.
0: Mm, more basketball driven.
1: <laughs> but that, the original script was written by Don Jacoby, Jacoby, I don't know how to say that name. Jacoby. Jacoby. He sold it for like a million bucks in nineteen ninety five. It was set on an island off the coast of Greece that serves as a safe haven for CIA agents whose cover is blown and and it's centered on a man escaping the island in order to seek revenge on his arch enemy. So it's like there's elements of it in there, but it seems like that was the centre of gravity, not makes sense. All the other things throwing it off its orbit. And you got Mickey Rock in there, Bish bash posh, you got yourself a movie. Oh, and Samo Hung was the choreographer. Was he?
0: Yeah. The great Samo Hung. Let's play the trailer. Yeah.
1: Let him in, Bravo.
0: He's the nation's top counter-terrorist. Gentleman,
1: you're good to go. Well, on his go on. final mission. Negative. It's not him. He missed the target.
0: Now, it there's was- only one man who can put him back in the game. Oh, I bet that hurt. That hurt. I need merchandise. The best. Sorry, I'm
1: closer to now.
0: You're open now.
1: A world class arms dealer. Did you open up? Yeah, he was for destruction. I don't know, man. I look at you, I see nothing but trouble. What the hell? I kind of like trouble Their styles are different Very different Offense gets the glory
0: But defense wins the game <laughs> <laughs> But against an international conspiracy
1: I need a partner I'm the man, baby They'll be at each other's side Yes! I know! Oh. And in each other's face It's me Jack's coming Take care of business have no idea what they're up against. Not that person it personal, Mister.
0: Can you fly a plane I'm like a bird? Does your hair change color when you sweat?
1: Mm, <laughs> Airball, you need practice, man. Start I'll never miss the brother. John Claude Van Damme. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> this spring, they don't play by the rules. I'm sorry. Double team. Who does your hair?
0: Siegfried or Roy? No her jokes today, okay? I don't want to hear about your sex life.
1: <laughs> Who cut your hair? Stevie Wonder? <laughs> He doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but he should. Oh, well, he does a Sick and Roy one. But, you know, he could say more. Mm. Fuck, that's a good trailer, man. I want to watch it. That's it. <laughs> it makes me want to watch the movie again. Fuck, that's a great trailer. Out of everything. Mm. I loved it. What a great trailer. We'll get to the movie then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, it had
0: everything but it had nothing. Yeah. Versus what this film had. Tristan, sometimes <laughs> fiction is stranger than other fiction.
1: <laughs> That's the saying, I think. Yeah, yeah,
0: this is certainly the stranger fiction. I'll just mm. give you a, a run of the plot. It's pretty long, so I get comfy. Uh, yeah. We open with a Bond like opening, very Bondish. Jack Paul Quinn. Mm. Uh, Jack Paul Quinn is. Top Gun secret agent He's stealing back some plutonium in Croatia. It's all very exotic. (laughs) Uh, This plutonium had been stolen by international man of terror who goes by the name of Stavros. Good name. He gets the plutonium back. Fast forward three years and Jack Paul is living in a beautiful villa on the Côte d'Azur. He has a supermodel wife Mm. who's a sculptor. Yeah, he's in the swimming pool. She's pregnant. Some guy with a bunch of dirt on his shoes shows up. Tells him he needs him. bad news. Yeah, really dirty shoes. He's walked through a paddock to get there, it seems. (laughs) Wants to get him back for one last mission, but he's not interested.
1: But it's Stavros. Come on, you know you want to get back in the game. Back for Stavros.
0: (laughs) Anyway, the dirty shoe guy gets blown up by Stavros in the next scene. I don't know if that's the trigger for Jack Paul or it had already been decided, but he's in. Mm. Tells his wife, I'm going to be 36 hours. And he's off to capture Stavros alive. They want him alive, Tristan. Yeah. So then he's in Antwerp where he meets up with Dennis Rodman to buy some gadgets. Yeah. He's an arms dealer, but with a a specific niche in uh, the exotic, might you say. So he uh, gets his gadgets there and he gets a surveillance team together to get Stavros and they're in position and it's at a it's at a carnival and there's lights and there's and Ferris wheels. <laughs> and he's got some poison darts. I think I think he's got poison darts, Tristan, I'm not sure. I think they're poison darts to oh, to yeah, uh, to you know sedate him, to, to knock him out, because they need him alive. Uh, but all of a sudden he sees that he's meeting his son. Got a little thing. Goes, no, a board. Like, I'm not clear why he <laughs> couldn't still shoot him in front of his son. It's just a dart.
1: If because if it's if it's just a dart, yeah, good point. Shoot the kid too. That he
0: hesitates, and Stavros is allowed to discover the trap, and all hell breaks loose, and he kills a girl, and then there's a big fight, and 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 Stavros' baby dies. That's,
1: he started it. Yeah. Damn fool.
0: Yeah, and then he has a big fight with JC. I mean, um, Jack Paul, and uh, they're in a the maternity ward. There's some babies around. Yeah. Baby things in this movie, um, and yeah. he uh, a throws a gr- Stavros throws a grenade, and it's symbolic. And the <laughs> the baby is like, uh, the life is like the child. Um, and he, he, something happens with a grenade. Stavros gets away, and then. JC wakes up on a magical island, this colony, an island of the damned.
1: Wakes up dead. Mm,
0: you can't go to bed, Dad. Good bud should. So he's on this island called the colony and apparently it's where retired agents go. Agents that are too valuable to kill but too dangerous to set free. Yeah. So they keep him there under... Close surveillance, and they, ironically, are surveillancing the rest of the world to uh, unearth terrorist activities. They've got monitors and screens, and doot, 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 doot. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And they told his sculpture wife that he's dead. Yeah. So he's there. He's on the island, the colony, and then he's like, "I gotta get back to my baby. Uh, so he, you know, he does a, a, a semi montage of. Of uh, exercises in the uh, in his prison-like setup.
1: Yeah, that's a good homework. Oh yeah,
0: mate, you need to watch this pre-COVID. It's got uh, it's got all yeah. the lockdown tips and tricks. You're
1: Thirteen weeks too late. Yeah,
0: fucking thanks for nothing.
1: If only. If only
0: I would have done. We've got the pebbles and the buckets. Anyway, he hatches a plan, <laughs> and it's very hard to get off this island. There's laser beams on the water. If you jump yeah. in the water,
1: you just <laughs> But disgruntled sea bass. This, yeah,
0: they're, they're ill-tempered. I ill-tempered. Yeah. And then he's uh, he's got to get on this. There's a cargo plane that drops the cargo, so he's got to get it. no on, get on, get on the plane. And he does it, and he gets off. So I'm about ten minutes into the movie now.
1: <laughs> it's crazy.
0: This is this is what's <laughs> happened in the first ten minutes. We've you've, you've done two movies. That probably was the movie. Visually. Yeah. Well, it could have been a couple. Uh, so there he basically teams up with Dennis Rodman. Um, Stavros has stolen his wife. There's some wacky outfits, tigers, a Colosseum. It's all pretty wild. We're going to save the final scene to discuss as a talking point because fucking wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Finn. It's a kaleidoscope yeah. of. Events and thoughts.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. In that, it's all like kind of just mixed up. Still in there. So this had one bunch of shakes. This had one director. You say (laughs) 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 the twisty. Yeah, one director and one megastar athlete. Did you like it? Um, I think uh, I kind of still don't know. I definitely love the idea of it. And I watched that trailer and I'm like, fuck yeah. And when I hit play on this and it started and, and, you know, the bulk of what you just said being the first 10 minutes, I was all like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> but then I did find myself like getting a little bored. I fell asleep, but that wasn't so much the movie's fault. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't sleep much the night before. Yeah. And um, you were tired. I was tired.
0: There's never enough time. But, um,
1: there's never enough damn. <laughs> keep going and um yeah sorry i mean we'll get to the end but uh, that does like it's pretty pretty wild stuff but yeah i think there was maybe i think part of it is there were like a lot of moments in this film where i didn't really understand what was going on and i think that's where i started to get a little bit bored because i don't i don't know what's i don't understand what's happening Mm. (laughs) so while sometimes it might be fun (laughs) because it's jean-claude van damme and 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 Dennis Rodman running around and that's fun. But if I don't know why they're running around, mm. it just gets a little, I get a little disengaged at certain points.
0: I think the reason they're um, running so it's around is. a tricky is, one. The reason they're running around is,
1: no. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it, right? They wear. They get to wear some zany costumes too, which is pretty of the life.
0: How about some of the outfits um, in this thing, man?
1: Yeah. At one point he was Dennis really. Dennis Rodman, his, I assume, brought his own Yeah, that wardrobe. was just
0: his weekend wear. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's pretty much – he could walk down – you know how NBA players like Russell Westbrook, have you seen the mentor in yeah. the game these yeah. days? It's pretty wild. I feel like he could slot in there pretty comfortably. I mean, he's
1: a – well, he, he started this shit, man. Even the tattoos. Yeah. There, there weren't many tattoos. Like Iverson and him were the big ones, I think, mm. that really like made NBA tattoos mainstream. And look at him now. It's a tattoo spot. Oh,
0: yeah. You get those – Yeah. Delts out with the tats there,
1: yeah. And then maybe not the belly button tat. Is has there been any tattoo that's aged more rapidly than the around belly button tattoo on a man or on a woman? Really, just it's not a it's 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 Rodman and sister. Is it
0: the is it the male tramp stamp? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Feel bad saying tramp stamp because a lot of girls have them. Sorry, ladies.
1: Yeah. Ladies. No, they're coming back, I reckon. They're like the mullet of tattoos. Are they?
0: Little Chinese symbol babies.
1: I just came up with that. Yeah. Sweet sour pork, number five. Mm. Uh, but how about you, Greg?
0: Yeah, well, um, it, was, it was something. It was something. Uh, yeah. I mean, this movie was the movie, as you said, this was the movie that had to be made, you know? <laughs> um, it's funny that a year. Where, if you're going to call out the weirdest film of the year, and you've got Speed Two, you've got a few volcano movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And this is by far and away the weirdest movie of the year. It's you've so born in Spawn. there. Too. This is so weird. Like there is <laughs> yeah. so much. There's the plot is just bounces all over the shop. The dialogue, more so. The costumes, the fight scenes. It's just like, what is going to happen next? This is bonkers.
1: Yeah. It's man, like I don't know where to start. It's okay. <laughs> so there are some elements I like. There's a lot I like. Again, the the overall kind of like vibe of this thing. I'm very yeah, much yeah, into. It. Yeah. This I is was my supportive. <laughs> this is yeah. I'm supportive of this as a this comedy. Is, this is my yeah. This is my kind of thing. Um, and I think that things, even that aren't well, it's still kind of silly, but even the more serious ish parts of it, like the concept of the colony itself, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I get why that was a hot script. Like that's pretty cool. Although in this expression of it, I, I feel like I don't totally understand. Like is it a, is it a punishment?
0: Well, yeah, because there's like, isn't there a guy who goes, didn't they lock you up already? The guy that yeah, kicks him at exactly. when he first gets there and that tries to stop him from getting lasered or tries to, the guy that gets lasered. When He's escaping,
1: yeah. He, he, so I can't tell if it's like, do you want like, is
0: he a bad guy? Why are there bad guys there?
1: Yeah, aren't they all? Yeah, exactly. It's strange because it's not like going to prison and like, oh no, there's the guy I put by him. I
0: hate a- to use the term inconsistent, but uh,
1: yeah, it's inconsistent. And then on that note, there was a while there in the colony, especially where I was like, wait, is this set in the future? I don't really understand like there was some very futuristic tech going on or at least you know what typically symbolized f- future in, in 90s movies yeah and you Neon. know um like James, James Bond watches and shit but it wasn't set in the future because his his things said when his when his information came up it said he was born in 1959 mm. which is actually a year earlier than he was really born so if anything gets set in the past <laughs> um
0: <laughs> in, a, in a in a different universe past <laughs> yeah. where they got lasers yeah. earlier Not,
1: yeah, we're in the multiverse mm. here. And uh, and again, on a positive note, I think it's great having giving Van Damme more of a home court advantage and, and putting in putting him in Europe I think is yeah, nice, always. a nice touch. I've enjoyed that. And it's interesting to note now that we're going through chronologically that more and more of these films are at least some start in Europe because what was the other one? Bloody Maximum Risk started in France as oh, well. Oh, France, yes, of course. Yeah, I think there was maybe another one. But, yeah, I kind of like that. Maybe is this is he having influence here where that's happening?
0: It's good to see Dennis Rodman in Antwerp. That felt like a good fit.
1: Yeah, maybe a missed opportunity in not having Dennis Rodman just play himself and it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm an arms dealer on the side because he's, he's such a wild human in real life, doing all kinds of crazy shit, I wouldn't put it past him to to walk into into a weapons store in in Antwerp, and Dennis Rodman's there and serving
0: you, legitimate arms dealer. In
1: yeah, it works. It's a bit like the plot of Jean Claude Van Johnson, but 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 it's Rodman.
0: It's yeah, interesting. Maybe for double team too.
1: Double yeah, double team the <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I was also thinking, especially when we are watching that trailer. This is almost like. And that trailer is just so perfect. It's almost like the fake trailer you see before a Robert Rodriguez film or or before Tropic Mm, Thunder mm. because it's just the perfect, if you're going to make a fake 90s action movie, this is it. This is it. It's got all the tropes in there. Yeah, and the excess of celebrity culture by having like Rodman in there and everything about it just oozes that 1997. This is a year after Space Jam as well. So it's just got that same kind of energy to it of just like, what is this even? The marketing department just makes movies now. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. And aesthetically, I think, uh, it's similar to what I just said, but even just visually all those elements, I really like the late 90s, early 2000s futuristicness, mm-hmm. basically the whole Rodman aesthetic, But but even just – there's some wacky shit happening here with gadgets and explosions and things, which is pretty delightful. Mm. Yeah, but but the basketball references, man, the basketball jokes. Yeah. Leave him out. It's He's not a basketball player in the movie. Yeah. If he was playing himself, it might make sense. It'd, it'd be less shit. It'd be less shit. The parachute is a basketball, Greg. <laughs> and not just not just a parachute that is sort of looks like a basketball. It is a ball that wraps the it wraps around them like a ball when they fall inside a basketball and, and and land very safely even though they're both inside the basketball. It's very interesting, yeah. Crashing into each you'd other. See,
0: I mean, that alone you're like, well, this has got to be at least 500 years in the future for this kind of technology, right? Forget your lasers. We've got basketball. At
1: least 400 years away from that basketball. Dual dual occupancy. <laughs> Dual occupancy basketball parachutes—they're mm. not even on the horizon, Mac. man. No chance. Granted, COVID's COVID set back a couple of you know these kinds of projects, but but mm. eighteen mm. months max. Max.
0: Maybe max. the um the billionaires are dropping them up in space when they're doing their little shuttle runs.
1: Yeah, that could be it, man. That makes very sense. likely. A gadget that we did have that's in this film saves the day twice is a uh, Coca Cola. Oh yeah, yeah. He uses a Coca Cola can in his little. Rube Goldberg machine type of thing that he uses to escape with the fingerprint. And then Rodman protects them all from an explosion with a, a Coke machine.
0: Oh, how did I miss this?
1: <laughs> it literally saved the day.
0: <laughs> do you reckon they just go, guys, we've got a script coming. This one we've got carte blanche on, so just stuff us in there wherever you see fit.
1: What do you want? Yeah, the brand manager's like, could the Coke machine like save the day or something? Yeah, why did not?
0: block like a explosion with the machine.
1: What else do you need? Well, maybe if he could kick a tiger as well. Sure. And
0: the tiger says Pepsi on it.
1: <laughs> That's where they drew the line, unfortunately. Yeah. But we still got the tiger You get
0: done there. for defamation.
1: Uh, do you want to talk about the ending? I do. So it's not the Colosseum.
0: It's not. They're in Rome, but. Yeah. It, it, it's meant
1: to be the It's meant the Coliseum, to be the Colosseum, right? but where are yeah. they? They're somewhere else. They're in. Upstate. Um, yeah, the Aries Amphitheatre in France, south ah, of France.
0: Gorgeous. So talk us through it. Let's let's go through it step by step.
1: I'm a little vague on the sequence of the steps here. There's just a lot of kicking and punching and then they end up in the middle of the Colosseum. They're in
0: the Colosseum. There is a series of crosses like crucifixes yeah. plotted along the floor.
1: Where all the landmines are. And there
0: were landmines there and he's invited them in in this elaborate death showdown. This is Stavros, the great Mickey Rourke. Yeah. And who does not have a hair on his goddamn (laughs) butt? He's very smooth. Um, Yeah. uh, He's got the – there's mines everywhere and then, oh, yeah, JC's wife has given birth while she's uh, um, held hostage. Mm. Uh, So they've set up a little um, pop-up. Maternity clinic for her, which worked out really well because, you know, she got all the privacy and um, the medical care was fantastic. Like, say what you will about Stavros, this provided a safe and healthy birth both for JC's wife and for his child. Um,
1: Europe's got great health care, you know, they're not America.
0: It's wonderful. She had a (laughs) uh, literally had her own midwife that was just there 24 7.
1: Saved her life in the end, right? Saved her life
0: in the end from a henchman.
1: Killed a bad guy. That's above and beyond the Call of Duty. Isn't it?
0: Make, like creating, you know, like what do you call it? Delivering life, saving life. Amazing.
1: Mm. Guardian Uh, angel. Yeah,
0: really special. I'd like to think they're still friends and they catch up and they swim and lunch together down at their their Cote D'Azur mansion.
1: Godmother to the baby maybe. Mm.
0: Maybe an accidental threesome after too many rosés.
1: Keep going. Yes, accidental.
0: <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and then what happens? So then, if it wasn't crazy enough that there's a baby in the bassinet amid these landmines, they, they release a tiger, an actual yeah. tiger.
1: The tiger doesn't give a shit about crosses. No. The tiger will be the first to go. But all these landmines are so close together that one goes there. Well,
0: one. that's what they say.
1: And, you know, Princess Diana wasn't there to, to clean them up.
0: Nope. She dared. She died that year. Whoa. Did she? Maybe. I feel like maybe she did.
1: It sounds about right, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Let's just say so. It's our show.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We make the facts here. It's it. Fake news,
0: people. (laughs) We're bringing it to you.
1: Yeah. Misinformation, disinformation, we've got you covered. Mm, All kinds of it. She died in 97. There There you go. go. Coincidence? It comes true when we say it. (laughs) Coincidence that we're correct. Yeah.
0: Also Europe?
1: (laughs) Also, Europe, man. Shit, really it's all there, it you
0: man. Do your own research, is what I what we say.
1: I'm just asking questions, man. That's the worst one. It's like there's answers to those questions. They've been answered. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the ending's very weird. It's it's yeah. It's comical, and then it's also got elements of you know how. Mickey Rourke's in the film clip for uh,
1: I can be your hero, baby. Oh, yeah, he is. Fuck.
0: It's got that same vibe, the sort of circular. I fully
1: forgot that until you said that. And I he gives him a slap him. and he's. It's one of my favourite karaoke songs.
0: I think that maybe Julio Jr., what's his name, Enrique, watched this movie and was like, that, that is the film clip, but is the baby yeah, and Manus yeah the tiger <laughs> and the bombs.
1: Yeah. And at
0: Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: Oh, she's in it too. Yeah, that's who I he's going that. to get.
0: Cinematic, oh, baby.
1: What are you waiting for, huh?
0: Mm, great Same song year. clip. Great song. Same year. Same year.
1: <laughs>
0: Join the dots, people. Hey, Tristan. Yeah. The other scene that I sort of touched on in the – uh, synopsis was the calisthenics in the doorway slash home training montage.
1: It was impressive. I did a few bodyweight squats over the past three months. That's as far as I got.
0: Yeah, good. He was up, he was twisting a lot. He was practicing Yeah, hanging and using his feet to sort of get a bit of leverage on each side of the door like you do when you're a kid. And He was, he
1: was practicing holding his
0: breath. Oh, yeah, and he'd use a cigarette <laughs> to tell him. Creating a down. few
1: fire hazards, yeah. I, I do. I like that. Mm. That was fun. It was It was a bit like Castaway, and MacGyver. And he's been very specific, but you don't know exactly what his plan is yet. So it's little clues. That's fun. That's fun. And then the escape itself was pretty fun. Yeah. Did he give us a no? That knoll? was cool.
0: When did he go no? Was it when he dived? No. Maybe. There's a few <laughs> no's in this.
1: I do think, you know, he's practicing holding his breath in a bathtub, remaining still. But he's doing some high energy shit. Like You can't. Expect to have that same lung capacity when you no, when your heart a rate's point. at 160 BPM. Yeah, right? it's a really good point. Um, I'm starting to think this isn't a true story.
0: Well, let's 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 let everyone decide for themselves. It, you're I right. Say. You're right. We'll just provide right. information. Um, we'll we'll for, provide misinformation for our friends to digest and interpret.
1: Yeah, yeah. Should we do the JCVD test? Please, because we're pretty well past. The uh, I'm not going to say peak, but I'll say golden era of mm. Van Damme kicking movies, or mm. shall we say? So this JCVD test comes more and more, becomes more and more interesting as we get further down the career path. But let, to recap, we we wrote a Jean Claude Van Dam synopsis mm-hmm. that, that theoretically the skeleton key, Jean Claude Van Dam magic, you might say. Yeah, yeah. It kind of speaks to most of the plots of most of the good movies, and it goes a little something like this. JCVD plays an American who wears high-waisted pleated pants in a foreign land on a quest to seek revenge for a fallen loved one at the hands of morally corrupt racial stereotypes. But he's about to find out training to fight his enemies means facing the enemies within and slowly doing the splits. There you go. Let's dissect. He also gets his buns out. Yeah, and now the buns out is is the thing we had at the end there, and it seems to be the first thing to go once once Van Damme has a bit of perhaps shall we say power. He I think it was maybe five or four films earlier where we we watched a few of his interviews promoting the films, and he seemed very defensive of the butt thing and didn't really want to like. It's like no, I showed it in two films. Get over it. And yeah, like, yeah. It was, but it was my a butt, my butt.
0: Typically um, uncool JC moment in an interview, wasn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, it seemed to be a like a, a real uh, thing for him, triggered him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, and so I don't know if we're going to get any more butt ever again.
0: He takes himself as a serious actor so he doesn't want to be sort of typecast as some kind of, you know, one-trick sex bot. A piece of meat. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, interestingly, I do have a clip here of this happening sort of again. Oh, very good. Because uh, none other than Sir Conan O'Brien asked him about his butt on the promo tour for this film. You know, my,
0: my manager said no questions about my butt.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, last time you were on the show, right? you were actually talking about how you, the, the part of your body that you were proudest of was your butt. My butt. <laughs> yeah.
0: I should have come with a scurry on that show because... <laughs> what are you more proud of? The butt or the... If there was a fight between your butt and your legs, who would win? I'm just imagining that right now, actually. It doesn't seem possible.
1: Uh, uh, let me, let, let me think uh, It's a joke like that uh, I don't know I, they, they go together Who, who cares I, mean, they I actually I technically see, do, yeah. Yeah. I, do. I, I cannot see my, my butt Just walking around New York Like that Right <laughs> Cracking walnut You know <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and my legs That's how you crack walnuts Exactly and, and, and. I don't want to eat walnuts At your house my friend uh, <laughs> you, must have a, you must have a walnut my friend Crack There you go that's all right. Yeah, I think I'll just have a Trisket. Anyway, it's pretty funny. He goes on to teach him to do a roundhouse kick. But fuck, can we take a moment for some, some uh, for some Conan respect? Because he's no longer doing these talk shows. Mm. But I watched a lot of uh, because this is this is like peak fame, Van Damme, He's doing. He's on. He did all the talk shows, and I watched his Letterman one. And you know, we've watched a lot of them over the weeks, years at this point and like conan is the only one that knows how to like work with him cuz he's a little awkward mm. van damme's a little awkward part of his language barrier he's trying to be funny he's trying to like you know be good be a good guest mm. and he's you can tell he's trying to like do some yes ending and shit and only conan yes ends back and just makes it comfortable and fun mm. like the, there's the letterman one where it's just you know van damme will say something weird and it's just kind of he'll just sit in the he'll silence just look like, over at paul and paul will be like, yeah Versus like. I think it's uh, a
0: European thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Versus the cracking walnuts thing. You know, kind of, it's just great. Respect. Mm. Anyway, that's beside the point. No ass in this movie. Mm. That's uh, unfortunately no ass. Um, He's not American either. They don't even try to pretend he's American.
0: What is he? His name's Jack John. No, Jack Paul.
1: Is that Quinn. Jack Paul Quinn. Is Jack Paul like
0: John Paul, but Jack?
1: Yeah, it's not like Jake Paul, right? No. Surely not. Jack Paul
0: Quinn. Or is it Jack Paul Quinn?
1: <laughs> I thought it was Jack Paul like Jean-Claude.
0: Yeah, the same. Yeah. I'm just not familiar with Jack Paul.
1: That's a good point. Well, the same people that are writing the, the fucking basketball references in here are like, Jacques? What the fuck's Jacques? He's Jack. Jack you know, just, Paul. Yeah, it's Jack Paul. What do you want? Uh, it's European. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But what we don't get... In buns, we make up for in splits. So maybe Conan's point there, ass versus legs. Legs win because he's still doing the splits when he's no longer showing the butt. Mm -hmm. We didn't get buns, but we got splits Mm -hmm. in the doorway, no less. Oh, that's the best kind. Yeah. Well,
0: sorry, sorry,
1: chair splits. Yeah, between chairs on the balcony, like over the edge of the balcony. Yeah, Yeah, that's the peak. It doesn't get better than that. I'm ready now. Number two is probably splits kick that's up there.
0: Oh, jumpy back, spinny. Flip's boot's kick?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Technical term, isn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah. Go the JC.
1: And, you know, just just um, just um, in terms of where we're at now in, in culture in the year, we're not really getting the high-waisted pleated pants so much, are we? You
0: not know? as much as we should.
1: Yeah. It's timeless. They weren't low riders or anything, but they, they I don't know if they were. He's been all higher. The way up there. He's, he's certainly been higher. Uh, mysterious Foreign Land, yeah, fairly, kind of. We're an ant to it, baby. Yeah. But he's a local, so that's the name. F- Dennis. And that's actually the first of two little maybe subversions of the JCVD tropes because foreign land, but it's his foreign land, and fallen loved one, but it's actually Mickey Rock's son that dies, not his. Mm. When when he's like, you know, the opening swimming in the pool with his wife, I'm like, oh, here we go, she's going to die and that's the motivation. Mm. She didn't. I mean, she still got kidnapped, and she was the motivation. She kept but she sculpting. didn't die. Yeah. So so Mickey Rock got JCVD, got his kid. Mm. You know, JCVD. Mm. There you go. There you go.
0: Very interesting.
1: So I guess it's it's probably a 50-50 on those. Uh, it's not a fail. Criteria. It's not a fail, and it brings new elements to it. I guess like kicking a tiger, mm. um, which is valuable.
0: No tigers were harmed in the making of this film. I checked.
1: Except for that that one.
0: I tell you what, he did fail. Yeah? And we've talked about this before. JC, he's not one for witty small talk. It's not his jam. emphasis
1: on the wrong syllable. Siegfried or Roy?
0: I don't (laughs) want to hear about your sex life. (laughs) (laughs) Amplified by bringing a uh, first-time actor, long-time sportsman, into, but
1: yeah. Into them two together. exchange with him. Uh, Ooh, the two of them. Yeah, the witty banter doesn't work between them because they're just both slightly off.
0: And they'd ri- absolutely. And they'd written it to be really punchy, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And you can see them going, okay, this is going to be the great scene. They see you're a funny guy. I'm a funny guy. We're gonna do something
1: not funny, but have fun doing it. <laughs> I could see that exact conversation happening. <laughs> I think Rodman has his moments where it comes across a little natural, like mm. feels quite natural sometimes. Yeah, when he says things. Because like also, or- yeah, oh, I've met Dennis Rodman by the way. You what? I met him, yeah, on the street when I was in New York. Were you procuring
0: some um, in the office modern gadgets?
1: Yeah, I was getting, I was getting a torpedo, and um, torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> Portito. I was getting some of Porto. And, um, <laughs> I was getting a
0: torpedo, a burrito, you know. Like a-
1: I was in the office and someone was like, oh, they're shooting Celebrity Apprentice down there. And I, so I went down. Everyone was there Gary Boosie, oh. Lil John. Yeah, yeah. And maybe Dennis, no, definitely Dennis Rodman. And maybe um one of the bald ones. And yeah, Dennis Rodman was there. And he was huge. Mm. He was like almost alien like mm. in his. His presence. How tall is he? He's so t- It's like, you know, it's like Avatar. Six, he's so tall. Yeah, something crazy. And I'm a tall guy. Mm, that's true. He he's, he's up there. He should play basketball or something. Damn straight. Let's see how tall this man. Me- oh, yeah, he's…
0: Two metres. Two metres.
1: What's that in, foots?
0: Uh, like six, seven. He's not that tall. Yeah, six, seven. I mean, it's very tall, but by but today's modern standards, a lot of, the, you know… I told Brian yeah. he's like six nine or something, isn't he? Durant's <sighs> like seven. That's crazy.
1: Foot. Yeah, he looks it too. Though he's <laughs> like in <seen> his feet. <laughs> I haven't seen his feet, but he's not put on any size. Mm. Usually, usually at some point they just start to put on some size. I don't know, but it's, yeah, mm. not, just a tall guy. Do you know what Dennis is? Dennis Rodman's middle name is what? Keith. Keith. Mm. Keithy. Interesting. Are you so? Are you? I'm not a. I've never really gone deep on Rodman, but he's a fascinating human. I think the Last Dance kind of rekindled yeah. some fascination for yeah. him. But I, I would love to just. There was a movie based on his life, based on his book, which I think I saw parts of. I think it was like a TV movie. But I, I would love to see more of what's going on there.
0: Because well, he wasn't. He wasn't exactly guy. like a superstar from a young age. He was short. At he, I think when he. He basically shot up um, after high school or something crazy, like from five eleven to six. Like there was some weird late growth spurt, right? And then he was like, he's a super interesting dude, right? Like he's yeah, he's um, you know, he's not a jock, so yeah, he um, he had a really interesting you know introduction, and then he joined that um, Detroit team. That's what I got out of the Last Dance. That really hard, and he was part of that really rough. Defense, he was sort of like the cornerstone of that, hence the Bulls taking him. I think. Yeah. I could be forget. I could be recounting this incorrectly. Apologies to my, this, to our it,
1: basketball fans. Chronologically, that checks out because the Bulls still won this year and the year after. So he was still playing at this point, too, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I, I don't know how long this shoot was. It's not like they had to animate. Um, he was going
0: AWOL a bit, wasn't he? Was he one of the AWOL guys? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He
0: was the main AWOL guy, wasn't he?
1: He was the guy. <laughs> and then now you got all the North Korea shit with him too. Like it's yeah, fascinating. his
0: buddies with King Jong-un.
1: Yeah, and then and also to your point, he wasn't a jock so this whole, he was like cross-dressing, said he was bisexual, said he was going to marry himself, like yeah. did all these things that at the, t- at the time were like perceived as very crazy and it's just now in hindsight it's like, fuck, that's just pretty progressive relative mm. to what, what the world's like now. It's just
0: marching to the he, beat of his own drum, Tristan. He,
1: yeah, and I respect that. Like he probably, he likely, again, I feel like I don't know enough, but I feel like he probably deserves more credit than he gets for propelling culture in, in potentially progressive ways. Self marriage? Maybe. Maybe. Self marriage. Early days for that. I could never marry myself. Jesus Christ. Mm. I wouldn't want to marry him. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else, Stephen?
0: No, we haven't covered Mickey too much, but maybe we'll save that for a, a Mickey vehicle.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a blind spot for me, and there's just too much going on in this movie. To
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll respectfully we'll respectfully delve into the wonderful world of Mickey Rock uh, at a more suitable film.
1: Yeah, but I will be posting Mickey Rock Halloween memes on Instagram this week. Oh, so, I'm uncomfortable
0: with that content.
1: I'm going to say you did it. No, so he comes after you. All right.
0: He's already after De Niro. He hasn't got time for I'll both say games. De
1: Niro did it. I'll say De Niro did it. Let's get in the verdict. Hey. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Uh, uh, I'd like you to answer the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again. Say what again I dare you. Nothing further, Your Honor.
0: that's all I had to say about
1: that. Um, I'm still, I don't know, where. maybe now that we've talked about it more, I'm processing where I fit on this. I enjoy it. I think like we said with the Howard the Duck one, I think it's a lot of pressure for the movie, for this type of movie, for a podcaster to sit there leaning forward trying to take notes on it. But if I was just hung over on a Sunday and put this on, I think I'd have a fine time with it. Mm. Um, Like I don't, I didn't love it. I love the idea of it. I love elements of it. I might bundle it in a double feature with Street Fighter or something just for that Ooh. that vibe of, of <laughs> mid-90s celebrity excessness. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not a must-have. I wouldn't put it in there. Fuck, it's hard to say this now though because I don't know. These movies that are coming might make this look like a masterpiece. I'm not really sure. we going
0: to play them as it lies.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. We'll have to do a retrospective at some point. Um, but yeah, I guess I it's all right. There it is. It has its moments that are pretty fun. The
0: official verdict up on the up on the <laughs> on the poster all right.
1: in, it's all right. They should put why, there's no critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Just put that there.
0: Can you do that? If there's not all one right. is it like Wiki? You just go in and add? You have
1: to be like a certified critic. Make Whereas, just enter some other ones
0: right. and so you can get enough power to come back and go it's all right. It's all right. (laughs) Your master plan.
1: What about you, Greg? Oh yeah, I'll go yeah, it's all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like it was it was a hot mess, but I didn't hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're like, that's this is crazy. Why the how is this happening now? But (laughs) But you're like, Yeah, whatever. It's not making me angry. Yeah. I'm not hating this. It's just sort of happening and I'm amazed.
1: Yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And then it was a cherry um, on top of that bizarro finale and we're done.
1: The finale was good. Just to put a cap on that. That was fun. It needed an that orchestra playing
0: in one corner of the um, Coliseum though.
1: Yeah, and some doves flying. Yeah,
0: like just a bit of John Woo magic some, sprinkled some on. Woo
1: in there. He was probably trying to differentiate himself, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, but um, I bet you when they watched the cuts, John Woo and him are mates, so they were like... I offered you those doves. I offered you the doves. Yeah, you offered Take the me the doves. doves. Okay, I could have.
1: Take the it, doves. It like,
0: you owe me 500 bucks. I told you you'd be better with the doves.
1: <laughs> That's 100% what happened. Mm, good times. Uh, let's get into our patented cultural relevancy tests. Uh, I think you know where these are going. Did Simpsons do it? No. Porn parody? Uh, I think it's a category. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is a category. <laughs> Bechdel test, no, but because I was thinking of the Bechdel test, I was like, fuck, are there even any female characters aside from the, the wife? But the nurse or doctor, pardon me, I don't know. Was it a nurse or a doctor? Uh, oh, the irony. <laughs> talking about Bechdel midwife. test right now. The midwife protects the mum and kills a bad guy. That's fucking cool. That's uh, almost, I don't know if that supersedes a Bechdel test, but that's cool. Mm, probably
0: not, but we'll acknowledge it.
1: Yeah, we'll acknowledge it. Credit where credit yeah. is due. FX test y- yeah. Costume test no. Yes. Yeah. Wardrobe. Um yeah. Yes and no. Well, wardrobe, yes. Hey, just yeah, on wardrobe, wardrobe yes. I
0: forgot to mention, or oh, maybe I did. Did you see the what the, the outfit he had where he looked like he was about to storm the Capitol?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had like the big no. woolen
0: vest on for Oh uh, yeah. He looked like that guy. Recasties.
1: <sighs> No man. No. These two. Just get them back. So they'll go to North Korea this time. Who's
0: the loudmouth basketballer now? Ugh. Lamello or something?
1: Simmons. <laughs>
0: yeah, no Simmons. <laughs> no Simmons. Uh, MVP. <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's, that's a tough one, that man. That's a tough one. Mickey Rock, I guess. Yeah. I'm gonna go
0: with Stavros.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually an easy one. Yeah.
0: Low key VP. <sighs> uh,
1: costume department.
0: <laughs> costume department, there you go. Six <laughs> degrees of Van Damme.
1: Nah, we don't oh is here three sixty. Yeah, <laughs> like a kick. <laughs> um that's it. We don't know what we're doing next week. We've got a, we've got a fresh, clean slate. We need to we need to make our list where we're sleigh riding yeah. into Christmas soon, crazily enough.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> um, and maybe if if Gremlins 2 is a Christmas movie, we'll throw that in there. Mm. Yay. Maybe. Not next week, but soon. I think we need to hit some lap pack. Mm. 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 But anyway, until then, see you next week. Live a review.
0: Take care of yourselves and each others. And each other. <laughs>
1: I remember, the best offense is a good defense. That's what they say. Or, or sounding. Yeah. Bye.